Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to episode 249 of Geek Town Radio. I'm back this week with... Ross, how are you doing? Hi, Dave. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. I always feel like when that when I hear that noise, I've like got to zoom in and be dynamic <laughs> and active. You know, that's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, dynamic and active, and here I am. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, yeah, really good. Thank you. It's uh, it's crazy times, but we're uh, you know keeping sane. Yes, yes, getting through it. It's what we're from about week seven or week eight or something. I've lost Still count. <laughs> It's Tuesday or it's Sunday or it's Saturday. <laughs> who, who cares about days? <laughs> yeah, every day is Saturday now. Sort of everybody, I remember seeing posts of people saying it's March the 49th or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. It's been a hell of a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. So, well, anyway, what, are you, uh, what have you been up to the last few weeks? Uh, yeah, a whole bunch of watch a lot of TV, as you can imagine. Of course, uh, yes. uh, Dave. <laughs> so the first thing we've been watching is Scrubs. We've been watching loads of Scrubs. So Scrubs is a is a medical yes. uh, drama uh, comedy. Comedy, drama, I would comedy. Say. Comedy, comedy more first, drama. drama second. <laughs> yes, drama very second, I would say. But yeah. yes. Um, so uh, I think Scrubs Ed, I think it was like 2005 until 2012 or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, the uh, two lead actors, um, Zach Braff and Donald Faison, have started doing a, like a rewatch podcast where they oh, go cool. through and they talk about how the episodes were made and talk about that. And Scrubs was a big deal for me when I was a kid. So in, in 2005, I was, um, let's see, 10, 11 or something. Yeah. Um, maybe I shouldn't have been watching Scrubs. Anyway. <laughs> Possibly not, no. <laughs> but yeah, it was a big it was a big part of my uh, day-to-day growing up. So yeah, it's really, it's really good to go back and watch them. They're all in four by three, which is awful. But um, you know they're still really funny, and, and uh, yeah, it's great to it's great to get back to something like that, especially at a time like this. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Donald Faison's in that series that's airing on Fox at the moment. What's it called? Uh, uh, Emergence. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Ah, oh, right. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah he's, know, it's the first like... thing I've seen him in since Scrubs. I think actually. So uh, yeah, yeah, he's done a few bits and bobs here and there, but I don't think anything quite so um, elevated as Scrubs. And of course, Zach Braff has gone on to direct a bunch of movies, and he writes stuff, and uh, you know. He's in, he was in BoJack Horseman for a bit as himself and in yeah. a couple of episodes. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're around for sure. Yeah, because um, yeah. Yeah, we, met, we mentioned Scrubs last week, actually, because uh, Sam Lloyd, who 
played Ted unfortunately passed away from a brain tumor which uh, is such a shame because he seemed like such a lovely guy but yeah I'm glad that the the guys are are together in doing this this podcast I'm glad Zach and Donald are doing that it's awesome yeah so um, the next thing is on Amazon Prime I've been watching Upload which I think you've been watching as well right we watched uh, I've actually finished it now yeah oh wow we watched the first episode today and it was really good Um, so looking forward to the rest of the season yeah I really enjoyed it it's kind of got some elements of something like The Good Place although it's not quite as feel good as The Good Place but it's got little bits of elements like that with a sort of smattering of black mirror over the top of Mm. it it's quite funny that it ended up being you know this this afterlife comedy by Greg Daniels and Mike Saw who was his partner Greg Daniels partner on Parks and Rec Mm, uh, also ended up doing The Good Place which was an afterlife comedy as well yeah that's funny yeah it also reminds me a bit I don't know if you've I can't remember what it's called now oh Forever so there's this show Forever that's also on Amazon Prime I think they only got one series yeah. it was Maya Rudolph and Fred Armisen and I think he dies first and they and they end up in the afterlife and it's it's a very similar thing um, right uh, yeah yeah that's worth a watch as well there is only one season I don't think it's coming yes. back no they cancelled that, that after one season yes they cancelled um, that after one season it's definitely worth a go but yeah upload yeah as you say it's the team it's um, an all star team and, and it's really uh, is a fun one yeah. it's kind of it's kind of silly in ways like the good place and also things happen that you don't really expect even in the mm. first episode and I really like that keeps you on your toes you know it does because there's this sort of underlying plot of I mean the basic premise of it is Robbie Amell plays this character who gets into this accident and they upload you to a digital afterlife you yeah. so you you have this opportunity to get put into this digital afterlife the plan is that eventually hopefully they will invent bodies that you can download into at mm. some point but um that technology isn't there but they do have the technology to upload you so uh, he gets uploaded into this digital afterlife but as you find out very early on in the opening episode when he gets uploaded he's actually uploaded on his girlfriend's account so she essentially has the purse strings to everything that's going on in his afterlife yeah. so there's that and there is this also this story about what was it actually an accident as well which sort of runs under the everything else but i love the sort of the black mirror kind of stuff in it of taking this idea of this digital future and kind of expanding it in such a way because it, it is i think it's set in 2033 and whilst i don't think world will look like that in 2033 i like the fact that it's a sort of near future technology yeah. you know self-driving was, cars um, and that stuff in the first sort of 10 minutes I noticed a poster for um, Oprah for President 2024. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. was great. It's just the, the tiny little things, and also like at one point he's been asked whether he wants to be uploaded into this this system, and they give him this great big term sheet, and he says, oh, "I've got to read this." And she says, "Have you never downloaded an app before? This is what <laughs> this is like." And yeah, it's yeah. those little little tiny things that are like, "Oh yeah, that's like." the real world right yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. Is, that is ridiculous that we have to do that but you're right <laughs> yes no there's there's lots of lovely little bits like that i i really enjoyed this it actually just got renewed for a second season as well uh, amazon are bringing it back so uh go and watch your upload on on amazon prime if you've got an amazon prime account it is well worth it it's a very very funny series and uh especially if you like sci-fi and you like comedy it's yeah. a really good mix of things and robbie amell is incredibly watchable in that i think yeah definitely definitely the last thing i've got 
time my list is over on Disney Plus, Dave, we've been watching um, The World According to Jeff Goldblum. Of course, we only got Disney Plus, what, was it a month, two months ago now? Right, yeah. Um, so we're slowly getting through everything. I haven't been through like The Mandalorian yet, but um, yeah, this was, uh, these are sort of, they're like half an hour documentaries on where certain things came from. So like yes. um, jewelry or coffee or, or, you know, things like that. And I really like sort of bite-sized history lessons like this. And obviously um, Jeff Goldblum is very, very watchable and he's, yeah. he's entirely, he's entirely himself. And yes. you just, oh, you, you watch him and, and you wonder like, how do you direct this person? How do you edit this person when they're just being themselves? Like it's all right when they're being a character, you know, but yeah, he's great to watch and uh, it's a really fun and interesting series. Yeah. I've seen a couple of those. I remember the the first ones on sneakers, as Americans yes. call them, uh, and the, the sneaker kind of convention and stuff that he goes to. That's uh, that was quite good. So yeah, it's one of those that I need to watch more episodes of. I haven't really been back to Disney Plus that much since I had it because there's been too many too much other things on. Oh. But uh, yeah, I will go back and watch the rest of that because it looks like a really fun series. Yeah, cool. Okay, what about you, Dave? What have you been watching? Well, uh, upload. As I said, I finished that as well. Um, I did pick up a new game. There's a game called Old World, which is on the Epic Game Store. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the Epic Game Store. I don't like it as much as Steam. Steam's a far better interface and a much more mature kind of you oh. know, well thought out interface. But um, the problem is that Epic have got some quite good games that are exclusive to that <laughs> store. So you've got to kind of go and buy them for that. And in the case of Old World, it's perfectly reasonable on there because the game wouldn't exist without them because the company that was backing the game originally went under so the only reason that the game survived is because epic stepped in and paid them uh so uh yeah it's it's on early access it's called old world it's from the civilization 4 designer soren johnson who's a, a great games designer and um it is very civ i mean if you've played civilization on the surface of it, it looks very, very similar. Uh, yeah, it in really the, does. In that it's sort of uh, hexagonal things and you have different like units. units. Yeah, you have units and you have builders and you build out a city. The difference is you don't play like Gandhi that lives for a thousand years in this. You know, <laughs> Civ has a leader of a civilization and yeah. you're with that leader all the way through. With this, it's a dynasty. So you start off with one leader and the idea is to try and create a, a solid dynasty so there are events that change how various family members see you as you go through it and the idea is that you're supposed to I think complete a bunch of ambitions and I think once you've completed a certain amount of ambitions that's your sort of one of the ways you win the game and you have ambitions sort of throughout you know each new leader will have a new set of ambitions and things that they want to do and that might be kind of conquering a particular country or city mm. or it could be building uh, five temples or you know there, there are various possible things that that could be I've only really played a few hours of it I've not really got that deep into it and it is only in early access at the moment but it's a really interesting sort of take on that that sort of civilization idea but taken yeah. in a slightly different direction um, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing how they build it out a bit more and, and where it actually goes but uh, worth looking up and it's it's 
very yeah, interesting. Lovely cheap. Looks very interesting. Yeah, relatively cheap at the moment as well. Uh, I'm still playing Phoenix Point, a lot of Phoenix Point, which is a sort of XCOM-esque type of uh, turn-based shooter thing. Uh, I'm still, yeah. that's the thing that's distracting me from playing more Old World more than <laughs> anything else. But uh, I've talked a bit about that before. But yes, I'm, I'm still really enjoying that as well. Uh, TV-wise, a couple of new shows. One main new show that I've been watching, because uh, I've what there's so much stuff out at the moment. Like there's a new series of Afterlife. Uh, there's <laughs> the stu- new series of Dead to Me out. And I have watched the first episode of Dead to Me just because I wanted to, to see how they were going to continue that story. And it's very, very bingeable. I've watched, actually, I've watched the first couple of episodes of that because there is a thing that happens at the end of the first episode that makes you go, wait, what? And, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to watch the next one. Yeah. And it's, it's really good at pushing you forward to watch more of them. So uh, I, I watched the first couple of episodes of that and that's great. And the first season of that show was brilliant. So I'm watching more of that. And I'm also working my way through Afterlife as well. I've got a couple of episodes of that left and that's just, I mean, it's Ricky Gervais. It's a masterpiece of work and it's just heartbreaking, but incredibly funny. And it's one of the most beautiful things he's done. And that is coming back for a third season as well. Uh, they've, they've renewed that for a third season. R- Ricky basically said, it's been the most watched thing on Netflix and it was downloaded even quicker than the first season was. So Netflix have sort of suggested that Mike get off his ass and do a third one. Uh, and that that will be the first time he's done a third season of a show. Oh, yeah, of course. Because right. everything, he usually does a couple of episodes and then kind of goes away, leave you wanting more. But uh, this will be the first time he's done a third season of a show. He did make a joke about threatening to uh, fire a, a asteroid into the town at the end of the third season just so Netflix <laughs> couldn't force him into doing a fourth season. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, so I'll be watching that. Also on Netflix, there is a show called Outer Bank which I've started watching a few episodes of. The strapline I came up for it, trying to sort of think of a log line for it, was what if the CW made Goonies now? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so by that, I basically mean it, it's got that sort of action-adventure feel of something like sure. the Goonies, but all the teens in it are slightly older, for starters. I mean... The lead teen, who is a character called John B, they make a plot point of the fact that he is underage because the basic setup for that bit of the story is that this kid, he's living on his own, he's a minor, and his father has gone missing. His uncle, who he's supposed to be looking after him, is not around either. He's gone off to do some work, construction work somewhere else. So he's basically living on his own, and there's a thing about the Child Protective Services trying to step in and threatening to send him into foster care. Be slightly more convincing if he didn't look like he was 21. But, you know, (laughs) um, it's actually a really fun show, though. The setup for it is quite nice. It's set at this place called the Outer Banks, which is this set of islands that are off North Carolina. He's, John B, is is the sort of ringleader of this group called the Pogues, who are the low-income locals that live in the Outer Banks. Yeah. And uh, then there's the Kooks, who are oh, wow. the the wealthy second home owners that you know come out there and spend their summers out there and their sure. weekends and stuff. And then there's I 
think they refer to as vacons, who are the just standard vacation people who are sure. are there for the week and you know come out and just visit the islands. So there's there's this nice sort of group dynamic of you know obviously the Pogues don't like the Kooks and there's kind of tea drama going on between those two, but there's this main plot which is that John B's father had gone missing about nine months before we kind of meet them in the show, and they discover a legendary treasure that is probably tied to the disappearance of the father so right. they're trying to sort of unravel that mystery so there's That's, this sort uh, of mystery team gone does sound pretty goonies to me yeah the setup does sound very goonies as i say the kids are older they are clearly i don't know what age <laughs> they're supposed to be but i mean they're, they're 16 17 at least i would say mm. but yeah they are supposed to be sort of older teenagers and they're drinking beer and you know they're basically hanging out together it's really nicely put together i am quite enjoying it it's quite well written uh, the music's great the music's by our friend phil eisler so you know the soundtrack's yeah, fabulous i have been really enjoying it and i've watched a couple of episodes of that so far i will go back and watch them more it's it's got this really interesting mystery to it but uh worth looking at certainly it's uh, called the outer banks and it's on netflix if you want to go and find that oh, the other thing having mentioned greg daniels earlier with upload yeah, he's, got he's, a, he's got another show coming which is called space force which we mentioned ages and ages ago mm. they've now announced a premiere date for it and released a trailer for it on netflix it's coming on the 29th of May. It's a collaboration between Steve Carell and Greg Daniels. What's kind of interesting, you know, we have this joke about Netflix will basically make anything. Um, <laughs> yeah. the, the Two seasons of anything. Yeah, 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 that's pretty much it. Um, what's kind of interesting about this is the idea for the show didn't come from Greg Daniels or Steve Carell. It came from Netflix themselves who had watched the press conference from Donald Trump about him wanting to launch Space Force, which is where the initial idea came from. They were joking about it in the office and said, oh, this would make a really funny TV show. So they'd been messing around in the office joking about it. And one of them basically went, I know, let's call Steve Carell and ask him if he wants to make it. So they did. And he oh, loved wow. the idea and said, yes, brilliant. Let's make it. He then rings Greg Daniels and goes, do you want to make a show called Space Force? And he goes, sure, why not? So they then had the title and the basic premise of it and worked backwards from there. And that's the show that we're now getting. So it's a really odd way that it was sort of commissioned because it was Netflix's idea in the first place. And then they rang Steve and Greg, got wow. involved, and that's how we got the show. So uh, I'm really interested to see it. The trailer look, does look very funny. It's Steve Carell and Greg Daniels, who are both brilliant on their own. So together, I think it could be really interesting. Yeah, it sounds great. It's got a great cast. It's a really silly premise for a show. It's about Steve Carell plays this commander that is stuck in charge of this idea of this Space Force thing, and he's supposed to make it happen. So, um, yeah, that's the the setup for it. But uh, 29th of May, that is landing on Netflix, and uh, I'm I'm very interested to see what they do with that because it looks yeah, like it, it could be very funny. Cool. That's all the stuff we've been up to. Let's move on to some TV and film news. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. 
When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. So we kick off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations and pickups. And we do have quite a lot of renewals this week because CBS announced all their renewals. And they pretty much renewed everything that we'd care about uh, because the ones that they didn't renew didn't air over here, but almost all didn't air over here. So uh, CBS renewed All Rise, Blue Bloods, Bull, FBI, FBI Most Wanted, MacGyver, Magnum, NCIS, NCIS, Los Angeles, NCIS, New York. SEAL Team SWAT, Bob Hart's Ashoba or Shobler, I can never pronounce that name, which is a, a comedy. The Neighborhood and Unicorn, which are also comedies. Uh, a couple of news shows, the reality series Undercover Boss. They'd already renewed the uh, drama Evil, the comedy Mum, Young Sheldon, Survivor and Amazing Race. So they, they were all already renewed. So, um, yeah, a lot of good shows in there um seal team and swat were both kind of on the bubble list that we read out a few weeks ago so i i think this is a sign that cbs are sort of better the devil you know in the case of you know they don't know what's going to happen they don't know when they're going to be able to start filming new shows and it just it's easier to renew shows that they already have because they've they've already got writing room set up they've already got sets built all they've got to do is bring the actors back once they've got new scripts and start filming you know so it means that they can get back into production much more quickly and they're going to have a quicker turnaround when the virus is over and or to a point where they can get back to work in some way yeah it makes a lot of sense to do it that way yeah so i think we're going to see this a bit more that with a lot of the bubble shows things that could have gone 50 50 i think they're more likely to get those renewed even if they're only renewed for say 13 episodes when they would usually be a 22 episode season even if it's just that uh, they see how they go for half a season just to get them over that hump but we'll see when we get all the full renewals and cancellations from everybody else because at the moment not everybody is has kind of dumped their renewals and cancellations usually this is when we'd be doing it it's this week when all that stuff would happen but a lot of them haven't announced yet because of the virus they're all being a bit late and you know we're getting it in bits and pieces so uh, a couple of other renewals outside of that cbs thing uh Ricky Gervais, as I mentioned, that Afterlife has been renewed for a third season. Murdoch Mysteries, that's the Canadian series, that is back for a 14th season. And uh, they've also announced the FX series Dave, which is the comedy that's running on BBC Two at the moment. That's been renewed for a second season as well. So uh, they're all coming back. Cancellation side of things, CBS cancelled, the the only one that they cancelled that is actually airing over here was Matt LeBlanc's comedy Man With A Plan, which is airing on E4. That has been cancelled after four seasons. Oh, that's a shame. We watched a bit of that. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah, I did, a few people seemed a bit upset about that going. I hadn't actually seen any of it, but uh, it seems to have been going down quite well. Unfortunately, they've decided to can that for whatever reason. I assume the numbers weren't great. Um, yeah. They've also cancelled a sitcom called Broke, a comedy called Carol's Second Act, and a drama called Tommy, which starred Eddie Falco from uh, Sopranos. They previously cancelled a show called God friended me as well so those had all been cancelled by cbs so we got a fairly likely on the cbs front because there was only one of those airing over here history channel also came out with a couple of cancellations which really upset people project blue book the sci-fi series which airs on the sci-fi channel in the uk but is actually a history channel show and nightfall 
Bowl as well. Uh, both of those have been cancelled by the US History Channel, which is a real shame. Nightfall, I'd seen, I think, some of the first season of that and hadn't got around to going back to it, but I did quite enjoy it. Project Blue Book was was all right. Um, I, I watched a few episodes of that. That was the sort of UFO. It was kind of X-Files, but based in real-life UFO stories from the 60s. Mm. It seems what they're basically doing is trying to step away from the more fanciful scripted drama. Yeah, they've, right. they've got a couple of new shows they announced, which are based around some of the US presidents. So they will be scripted dramas, but based more in full-blown history rather than kind of more fantasy history, which is what those two really were. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get it, but it's a shame to lose those two. Yeah, definitely. In terms of other pickups, CBS have picked up three new shows. Uh, so they've, uh, well, I mean, I say new. Uh, <laughs> one of them is a remake of The Equalizer, which I think we have mentioned before. This stars Queen Latifah in the lead role. The Equalizer, I, I doubt you know this show because it was around, it was sort of late 80s, I think, the original. Ed, Edward Woodward was the person that played The Equalizer on TV. Oh. Do you the, know, I was going to say Denzel Washington, who yes. was in a movie yeah. later on. They, they made movie versions of it with Denzel Washington as well. They made two okay. movies. So, the, but that was a remake of the TV show. They're now doing a TV series, which will star Queen Latifah in the lead role. So they've gender switched the lead role. She plays a mysterious woman who uses her, her extensive skills to help those with nowhere else to turn, is the strap line for it. I mean, who knows? Sure, if, why not? If, why, why not? Not. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Queen Latifah's perfectly fine as an actress, so, you know, who knows? It sounds like it's going to be a bit of a procedurally thing, but we'll see. Um, so there's that. Uh, there's Be Positive, which stars Thomas Middlich from Silicon Valley and Annalie Ashford from Masters of Sex. Middlich played a therapist and newly divorced dad who is faced with finding a kidney donor when he runs into a rough-around-the-edges woman from his past who volunteers her own, and that starts a sort of relationship between the pair of them. It's one of the, in fact, it is the only pilot to have actually got shot before the shutdown. This. Oh, wow. So, um, I mean, this would have had to have been quite bad not to have got picked up because it's also, <laughs> a, it's also a, a Chuck Lorre comedy as well and they tend to go down fairly well. Yeah, and, you do. don't, okay, sure. and you don't want to upset Chuck Lorre. Uh, so, you know, because <laughs> he, he manages a whole bunch of different shows. So, um, that is going to be coming to CBS. Uh, we may actually see a trailer for that because there is some footage shot for that. The third thing they've picked up is Clarice, which is this sequel to Silence of the Lambs series from Alex Kurzman and Jenny Neely Lummett. Uh, Alex Kurzman being the person that's behind all the um, Star Trek reboot stuff. So Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard. He's basically the, the man behind Star Trek now on TV. It stars Rebecca Breeds, who you may know from Pretty Little Liars and the originals she's playing Clarice Starling the series is a deep dive into the untold personal story of the brilliant and vulnerable FBI agent as she returns to the field in 1993 six months after the events of Silence of the Lambs so um, yeah I mean my gut feeling of this is it will probably end up being something akin to elementary of Mm -hmm. kind of taking the idea of the character but making 
making it a much more procedurally type thing. I could be very wrong about that, but that seems to be the sort of thing that they do. Interestingly, we had the Hannibal series, which was developed by Brian Fuller. And Brian Fuller was the person who was originally attached to do Star Trek Discovery before he left the series and Alex Kurzman took over. So you've ended up with both Kurzman and Fuller both doing Silence of the Lambs series completely independently now, which is a bit weird. That is possibly the problem that the series may have. Hannibal was much beloved and people felt that it got chopped too short. So Mm. doing this on CBS, which is maybe not going to have quite the weight of Hannibal. I don't know. It's a tough act to follow. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, again, there's no trailer for this either because nothing's been shot yet. So uh, we'll we'll see. But that has got a straight series order like the Equalizer. So might be a bit of a wait. Yeah, it could be a bit of a wait. We don't know when they're going to be able to shoot those. It may be that they land in the autumn in the US. It may be that they end up being next year. We just don't know. A couple of other little bits of news as well. Hulu's Little Fires Everywhere has been picked up by Amazon Prime Video in the UK and worldwide. So they're going to be airing that from the 22nd of May. If you want to watch that series, I know that's that's been kind of touted around quite a lot. So uh, that'd be one to look out for. And uh, it seems that Billions Season 5, which is actually airing in the US right now, has been punted to the autumn on Sky Atlantic. This isn't officially come from Sky Atlantic. Damien Lewis announced this on his Twitter feed. So, you know, it was like, yeah, I know it sucks, but that seems to be what they're doing with it. I mean, it was in the original documentation as being in May. So it seems to be maybe they've just decided that they want a big show for the autumn and that's why they've moved it there. It could be he's got his wires crossed. I don't know, but there is, it's quite possible that we're not going to see Billy in season five until the autumn and uh, Sky have also picked up the Peacock series Brave New World which we've talked about numerous times we don't know exactly when that's going to air because we don't know when it's airing on Peacock yet that will be coming to Sky 1 at some point but I'm quite looking forward to that it looks like it could be quite good yeah interesting we've definitely talked about that one before I think yes yes we have that looks like it could be quite an interesting series and there is trailers and stuff up online for that as well Mm. moving on to bigger news there's a lot of Star Wars news around mainly because although we recorded this on Star Wars Day last week that was sort of before a lot of the news came out so uh, you know most of the Star Wars news was actually from the end of last Monday but uh, there was a few bits that came out The Mandalorian has got two new directors and uh, possibly an old face back on screen so there was a couple of news directors announced Uh, one of them is is them raiding the uh, Marvel toolbox again because one of them is Peyton Reed who was the director of Ant-Man he is going to be directing one episode the other is Robert Rodriguez who you'll know from things like Elite Battle Angels Sim City a whole bunch of other things with Quentin Tarantino and that sort of stuff so yeah I I think both of those solid directors I think that could be quite good yeah definitely we know other people that are directing uh, John Favreau who obviously is a series creator he will take an episode Dave Filoni takes an episode Cole Weathers who played the uh, bounty hunter that gave out all the bounty tags 
played him in the first season. Looks like he's going behind the camera for the second season. So apparently oh, he's directing episode as well. One person that isn't is Takita Wahiti, who is not going to be directing an episode, mainly because it clashed with the filming of his uh, film called Next Goal Wins, which is about the American Samoa national football team. Yeah, um, I'm very excited about that. Too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that I, I would watch anything that that man does because I Definitely. think he's just brilliant. The other thing that they have announced, though, is that he is getting his own movie. Yes. He's doing his own Star Wars film. Don't know any more about it than that, but we know he's doing his own Star Wars film. Uh, that I mean, I'm yeah, very excited I- for. It feels like Disney got a few indie-ish directors in and then sacked them pretty quickly. So I wonder if he'll, because he's like a, the bigger end of that scale, right? Especially lately. So I wonder if he'll hang on. He did make a joke when somebody asked him a few years ago, are you going to direct a Star Wars movie? He said, no, because I like to finish the films I start. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think that now they're out of the Star Wars saga, I wouldn't expect it to be anything related to any characters we know yeah I, I think you can get away with using interesting indie directors on a star wars film as long as you're not allowing them to play with a lot of the characters that we know and love and that was the problem with the guys that they originally brought on board to do solo mm. I, I think they went a bit off piste with their stuff which i mean i don't know what you more you expected when you hire the guys that did cloudy with a chance of meatballs yeah. to direct a star wars movie <laughs> and the lego movie to direct a star wars i mean what did you expect for god's sake but um, i think that was more the problem was you're dealing with a character and if you're putting something in canon that deals with a massive character like Han Solo you've got to be so careful I still would have loved to have seen their version of it but I think that maybe they've learned their lesson to not allow indie directors to mess around quite as much in the main Star Wars world and let them play on on the sort of edges and and I suspect that's what you're going to be ending up doing with uh, Takita Wahiti. The other thing to do with The Mandalorian was we could be seeing Boba Fett pop up in a small role, they've said according to reports that a Hollywood reporter is saying he will have a small role in the next season. Interestingly, it might not be the first time that we've actually seen him. There is a Mm. point which I know you haven't watched The Mandalorian, so I don't want to spoil anything too much for you. But uh, in the first in the first episode, it involves the Mandalorian chasing down somebody, and at the end of the encounter, we see a character walk up to the person that the Mandalorian has been chasing but you don't see the whole of him but you do see spurs on his boots which is a sort of fairly unique thing to Boba Fett's character was he had spurs on his boots so it seems that they may have snuck him in at that point and I think a lot of people just didn't notice it looks like that we might be getting Boba Fett now if you're a little confused about that because the last time we saw Boba Fett he was going headfirst into a Sarlacc pit um, (laughs) encourage continuity that's where he's been but in the expanded extended universe which is now known as the legends universe which is all now non-canon he did escape the Sarlacc pit but this is the first time of him sort of appearing post Sarlacc in the current continuity yeah yeah. so uh, yeah I think that's quite interesting Tamura Morrison who of course played Django Fett in Mm. uh, Attack of the Clones is set to come back and play Boba Fett which makes it perfect sense because Boba yeah. is, a, is a clone of Django so they would look like each other so uh, he's going to be playing Boba Fett 
apparently in this version as well um we don't know whether it's a a big role a small role we have no idea again these are all kind of rumors although it did come from the hollywood reporter who are usually fairly reliable yeah, in this stuff good. the only officially confirmed cast member coming back is pedro pascal who of course will be back playing sure. mando giancarlo espinito is supposed to be back as moff gideon as well and the other rumored people joining are michael bean who you'll know from terminator and aliens and Rosario Dawson, who is supposed to be playing a Socritano, but that again hasn't been officially confirmed. But uh, but that yeah. seems to be the way. So uh, that's that's all the Star Wars news. Uh, moving on to other TV shows, the Blacklist made a really interesting announcement. They were one of the shows that got hit by the coronavirus. They were filming their nineteenth episode when it got shut down, so they were mm. midway through filming it. So they have some of the footage but not all of it so the series 7 finale what they are going to do is take the bits of live action that they have shot and blend it into some graphic novel style animation and apparently there are I wasn't aware of this until this story came out but there are blacklist graphic novels out there so there is some precedent for them using a graphic novel kind of style. Yeah, sure. They wanted to be able to finish it off as a good point to actually end it, even though it wasn't supposed to be their season finale. They they uh, are, are ending it there. They're going to do this kind of graphic novel, animated graphic novel kind of style with it. I don't know how we're animated. I suspect that means it's probably not full animation. It's going to be a bit more storyboard-like. Like a frame, yeah. 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 Um, like a frame with some motion in it. I think that's probably what they're going to be doing. Yeah, that's interesting. because I, w- I wonder if, if what other shows will sort of end up doing that sort of thing. Because the, the thing about that is you can still get the actors to do the voices, right? You just send over a cheap mic and, and everything's going to be okay in terms of the audio of it, you know? It's just the, the motion interesting yeah well james spader actually made a comment about that he said i hadn't yet played raymond reddington with my son tiptoeing into the kitchen to get snacks <laughs> um, but you do what you do you turn the heat off so it wouldn't cycle and try to remember not to run the dishwasher <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, that that must be a kind of weird experience for them just recording their lines on their own and then sending them off into the ether. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I I think it's an interesting idea. They want to put this stuff out there. It's worth trying, uh, you know, see how it goes. And it means that they can finish that episode off. I I think the problem is that they probably wouldn't want to go back and just reset to film the rest of that episode, Mm. you know, when they've already got it half shot and they're kind of like, well, what do we do? With it. So I think it's an, it's an interesting way of getting round it, but we'll we'll see how it plays out when we get to the end of season seven. So yeah, yeah. and um, the last story we've got this week, which I love because it's got Nicolas Cage in it, and who doesn't love some Nicolas Cage? There is <laughs> apparently a National Treasure TV series in the works, uh, along with the third movie, although that has been floating around for quite a while. But there is a yeah. TV series for Disney Plus they are apparently developing, and I mean it's a time of international crisis what more could you want than more Nick Cage (laughs) they've apparently got a third movie in the work they're also looking to create this TV series the National Treasure movies of course starred Nick Cage as Benjamin Franklin Gates a story
historian and amateur cryptologist who spent the first film searching for the, a family legend of fantastic treasure trove of artifacts and gold hidden by the founding fathers of the United States. Part of the plot involved the suggestion that they steal the Declaration of Independence, uh, yeah. which led to the birth of a lot of memes online and uh, <laughs> screenshots and various other things. The second movie, which was called Book of Secrets, followed Ben as he tries to clear the name of an ancestor who had been implicated in the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. They're, they're wonderfully stupid movies, but they play to Nick Cage's strengths of kind of yeah, hamming up 100%. things so well. They're really, really fun. I'm looking forward to them bringing a third film out because I think that could be really good fun. The TV show, unfortunately, is actually they're looking at a younger cast, although hopefully they'll find some way of bringing Nick Cage's character in whether that's him retelling stories, which is what they sure. they sort of did with the old young Indiana Jones series, was him relating stories of his youth. So you could bring it in that way and then have a younger cast that way and cast somebody as a young Nick Cage. The other way of doing it would be to have maybe have him have kids and have the kids go off on some adventure. And so yeah, he, that's sort of what happened with Indiana Jones, right, in the end. Yeah, yeah, they did that with Indy as well. So, I mean, that might be the way to do it as well. I don't know at the moment. All they've said is they're looking to have a younger cast for the TV series. So it's not necessarily going to be a Nick Cage in a TV series. The movie will be Nick Cage. It will be uh, be back. They've announced that uh, Chris Bremner, who wrote Bad Boys for Life, has been tapped to pen the script. So that's previous being announced. Uh, and that is being written at the moment. And they have a pilot and outline of future episodes for a television version. But I mean, again, it's in the works. It may not go to series. We don't yeah. know yet. Of course, nothing is shooting right now anyway. But uh, what they've said is that the TV series is the same kind of concept, but with the younger cast. And I, I think that idea works pretty yeah, well. Yeah, I think, I think the idea of it being a bit hammy sort of works better with younger people. You know, mm. it's, if it's a bit less serious i don't know how they're gonna play it but yeah it's interesting again i mean it sort of comes back to the kind of goonies thing of depending how young the younger cast is definitely you know you could do that sort of thing really well with this kind of format of them going off on an adventure to find a thing you know yeah it's it sort of i mean the, the movies always because uh, they came out when i was a bit younger they always seemed like indiana jones sort of but with like a like if a fast and furious director made it and it's yeah. like it's very big and it's very like you know there's lots of effects and lots of stuff's happening yeah really uh they were they were good they were good fun yeah they're good fun films so i i think a tv series for that could be a really solid fun yeah, idea so that's all the news we've got for this week uh, a couple of shows for highlights for next week coming up next <laughs> So only two things as highlights for next week. It's been a slow week on TV for uh, mm. the next week, but there's there's plenty of stuff out there. There was a huge list last week, so there's lots of stuff out there for you to go and watch. Um, but a couple of things. Hightown, which is coming to Stars Play on the 17th of May. This is uh, set on Cape Cod. It's a series that follows one woman's journey to sobriety into time with an unfolding murder investigation. So uh, that's coming to Stars Play if you want to watch that. And then 911, finally, uh, 
airing on Sky Witness on the 19th of May at 9pm. That is the brilliant procedural drama from Ryan Murphy. And uh, I, I love that show. I think it's fabulous. So uh, that's starting on the 19th of May. Uh, 911 Lone Star, I think we might have mentioned last week, but 911 Lone Star, the spin-off series, has not yet been picked up by anybody. We hope at some point Sky will pick it up, but at the moment it hasn't been. So uh, we'll let you know if that lands somewhere eventually. Um, so uh, anything else you'd like to mention? Oh, there, there was one thing. On Friday, I think Friday night, it's the last ever episode of Modern Family is airing on Sky One. I think it's normally eight, nine o'clock. So um, yeah, it's it's sad. It's been a real journey. But yeah, I'll be watching that. Yes, that's been like 10 years. That yeah, Something like that. Yeah, yeah. so it's, I, it's, it's already finished in the US. So, you know, but um, yeah, for us, it's the, the last episode on Friday. Yes, yes, I know. Much beloved show that. So uh, yeah, Definitely. let's see it go. Of course, if you uh, want to find more information about any of the people that are involved with the podcast, you can find Bex over on Twitch TV at twitch.tv slash Bytes. It's Bytes with a Y. Streaming pretty much daily around uh, 1pm, twice on the weekend. So uh, go on to Twitch, subscribe to her. She's great. It's really funny. She had a birthday last week. The birthday party was hilarious and uh, she did it all online on Twitch. That was really fun. Matt, you can find over at entertainmenttalk.org and tons of podcasts going out over there and uh, you can catch up on, on Westworld and Better Call Soul and a whole bunch of other things that we've uh, been doing over on there. For us, of course, geektown.co.uk throughout the week. You can get all the latest TV news and air date information. If you want to get in touch with your questions or comments, you can email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk. Leave a message on the website post. Find us at Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Geektown and on Instagram at Geektown UK. Everybody stay safe make sure you keep washing your hands talk to your elderly relatives check everybody is okay stay inside and we will see you next week bye bye cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.